Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, Chat news, news and, and your, your views. views. Alan Corcoran. Well, earlier this morning, I read a statement out from Mr. John Roach, sole manager of Cushionstown National School. He outlined exactly what is happening in the process to try and resolve the difficulties in Cushionstown National School, which has been forced to close its doors this week due to staffing issues. Parent Breedine Maloney now joins me to tell me how it's affecting her family. Good morning to you, Breedine. Hi, Alan. How are you? Thanks so much for, for um, having me on. I really appreciate it. Good to talk to you, Bree Dean. You have three boys. What ages are they and what classes yeah. are they in? So I have um, a 12-year-old, a 10-year-old and a 7. So I were in 6th class, 4th class and 1st class in the school. When so did you... school yeah. for a number of years now. Okay, sorry for cutting across you. When no. did you hear that your children were going to... or the school was going to be closed? So we got an email on Tuesday evening at 4.30. Um, now we've you know, we, we've been fighting this for a long, long time. We, we've um, argued among ourselves as parents as to whether to go on the radio, whether to go to the papers. Um, it was last April we first started talking as parents that there was an issue in the school. You know, this this is no surprise to us. This is, but it came as a shock on, thir- on Tuesday evening to hear, uh, you know, to, to get a four-letter or a four-line uh, email to say that the school was closed. We've no had no communication, no meaningful communication from the manager or from the bishop and it's really um, upsetting for us to see again today, the manager refuses again to come on to talk the manager is a volunteer, I understand that, but the patron is the person that's in charge of the school and to not come and talk to parents and to, to yeah. shut a school to, to right. lock our children out of education. Well, is, well I, just wanna, I, I just want to clarify something for you, Breeding. he hasn't refused to come on to talk, he says at this point in time because negotiations are ongoing he's not in a position to okay. talk, but but he has assured me verbally that he will talk to me as soon as he can talk to me. So maybe it's it's only fair to clarify that for yes, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Antics are very important. Yeah. So we we've we've been asking and asking and asking to 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 meet with him to to meet with the bishop. You know, and it could be that they can't do anything, but I think listening to people is extremely important. You know, the bishop is going around doing pastoral visits around uh, Wexford to schools, and he can't come to a school that's falling apart, that is, that are asking and, and begging him to, to just come and talk to us and to listen to our stories and to please just to save our school, to, to work and see what is the problem. Right. We, we are parents. We should not know that there is an issue in the school. We shouldn't know about it. Our children shouldn't know about it. But our children do know about it. Okay, so well, let's, let, let, let's, let, let's, let's look at how it is impacting on your yes. children then. For example, is there any e-learning being provided by teachers? So this this is a question that we have for, for today. Um, no remote teaching. Uh, no remote teaching was even talked about. Now, I got an email from uh, one teacher who sent on work, which is great. But my children have been told there's no school. There, You know, there, there's no... There's no seesaw being done. Um, there's no. There's no remote teaching being done this week. There was no even question, I believe, of, of any remote teaching happening, even though we've had two years of COVID and we had lockdowns where we went through remote teaching. Yet this week there was no no talk of not just maybe you know the teachers going in now. I don't believe the teachers were told asked that, about that either. But that I, I'm not a teacher, so I can't say. Hmm. But um, why why didn't it happen? How do, how do you just close the school? There was tours meant to have been planned for yesterday. Why couldn't they have gone ahead right. now that there was actually they were cancelled because of lack of staff? But why couldn't they have gone ahead when the staff were 
there. Well, I just wonder, you're not alone because, like, I've got to reflect what's coming through. I have a text just popping up on the screen here in front of me. It says, I'm contacting you as a parent of children who have gone through the school and have a child currently there. I am beyond stressed with the current situation. The lack of communication and empathy from all stakeholders is astonishing. These are normally the main skills you would expect from leaders. What the children have witnessed over the past two years, no child should ever have to witness in an education system. A system no one seems to be held accountable. Parents have raised on many occasions the health and safety concerns around supervision but to no avail. The idea of the school closing again and again coming up to summer break is causing stress at a yeah. critical level. How is this affecting your day-to-day life? So, we're just not sure. So, I, I go to school, I drop my boys or my husband drops my boys to school and they go, I wonder who will be teaching us today. So, they don't know who's going to be teaching us. Now, that could be COVID, we don't know. Then I collect them and I go, what were you doing today? And they were just like, oh, it's just gone mad. There's no, the discipline has dramatically dropped in the school. There, there's the, the substitutes are really trying their best and, and I'm not that they are truly trying their best in there but they're just it's so the, whatever is going on is so toxic they, they're, our children my children have seen two of my children have seen teachers crying in front of them like that's just not I think we were talking on our Zoom last night as parents I think we've become kind of acclimatised to the normality of this this is not normal I work in education and adult education my tutors we would no more cry in front of a learner and that's an adult you don't Children shouldn't see adults who are in, you know, authority crying or sniping at each other. Have your boys boys told you that they've seen teachers crying in front of them? Yes, yes. And your boys are 12, 10 and 7. 12, 10 and 7. Now, I would say one of the boys has seen, and, and, you know, the teachers are really trying. It is, I don't know what's going on because we're not in the staff room. We're not in there. We're asking the bishop to please. We, We have talked to everyone. We talked... We went from the teachers, the way the process is, the teachers, the principals, the board of management. Then we went to yeah. a single manager because we have no board of management. Then we went to the bishop. We went to our local representatives. We went to our TDs. We went to the unions. We went to the teaching council. We went to Tusla. went to the children's ombudsman, Department of Education, Department of Special Education, and the special rapporteur for child protection. No one can help us because everything goes back to the bishop. Everything goes back to the patron. And everything now is relying on this um, okay. whole school evaluation. And we, we have asked that that's gone down in a parliamentary question to please get it out to us and, and, and let us right. be that let us be then that John can meet with us Right, well, he has assured us that as soon as he gets clarification, he will come back. And I, I just want to, to mention that again, to reiterate that. He has told me verbally he will come back and talk to us as soon as he's in a position to do so. Your concerns about the bishop, we'll forward him on a transcript of this interview to see can we get a response from it. But going back to how your children have been affected, I mean, you've talked about the, the crying, the teachers crying in the class. How yeah. else have they been affected? So, so our, the, our current sixth class have just had a dreadful, dreadful, dreadful time. They uh, had substitutes after substitutes. Um, just unfortunately, whatever is going on in the school has, has really affected this class particularly. Um, the discipline in the class has dramatically decreased. We can see it on the sport fields with, with the children. Um, our, my child's going to, to, to secondary school next year. There was no no talk about the, the exam, you know, the entrance exam that they were doing. There was no prep for that. There's no prep for sixth class. Like, a few of us have gotten together and we're going to go talk to the actual secondary schools and go, look, at this is not just COVID. We're really worried about our preparation for our class for next year. Yeah. Um, many parents have, have said they're leaving the school. Now, I don't really want to talk about leaving the school because we want to save the school, you know. But we will, mo- anyone... A lot of people in, in my circle are leaving because we cannot, we can't, and people have left already, and the people I've been talking about have left already have said how better their children are now that they've left. 
how much better they are. They're not anxious. They don't have the pains. Now, my children weren't that anxious going to school um, because I'm very lucky. My children are neurotypical. They don't have additional needs. When I talk to people or kids with additional needs, it just, like, it makes you cry. That first message yeah. you read out this morning. Well, I have another you message know, as well there in relation to that. If I just go back and find it, play, read some of it for you. I'd like to mention that I have my child enrolled for September 22nd to go into Cushionstown ASD room. As people and parents are aware, children in another school with ASD room adjoined, waiting times can be years this is absolutely yeah. terrible for children's parents and all who are involved who are diagnosed with autism uh, need routine which is very important yeah. to them I've been explaining to my child for the past while about his new school children for the ASD room in September I'm absolutely gutted that our lovely school uh, at this point is closed save our school so that's an example yeah. that's another like message I, I just come in. can't imagine the stress of that like we can uh, you know Again, very privileged. I'm able to talk to my children about what's going on at a, you know, age-appropriate level. But for kids that, that have autism or kids that need this really, really clear... Actually, all kids need that structure, but, but kids with autism and additional needs really need that structure. And right. it's just... It's dreadful what's happening for, for them, especially. And they, they can't just ring the other local school and go down to it and go there in September because that... It can't. It, yeah. they, like that person just said, it could, you could be waiting years for a unit, a place in the unit. Well, let's it's, hope, like, communication is key to all of this. Negotiation, uh, and I mean, I know John Roach, I know the quality of the man, he's yeah, an ex-chief superintendent. Exactly. I know he's an honourable man, and he has said to me yeah. he will come back, and he will come back. So now let's look at the possible positives. The school will reopen on Monday the 25th of April after the Easter holidays. That's what I have been told in writing. Do you accept that? Um, we know... Um, there is leave granted to the vice principal. Um, we know this. She has told the class. It's, it's my fourth class teacher. So we're asking, how how will it be? So we're, we're asking, why wasn't the manager, why didn't the manager step into place there yesterday? We know that there was enough teachers in place yesterday, except for senior management. Why, why could, and I'm really conscious about using John's name, because this is about the position. So it's the single manager. John has a volunteer. He has volunteered to do this. So I'm trying not to put it just on, on him, but he is the manager. Why did the manager not come into the school this week? Why, why could that not happen? Uh, you know, we were, prom- we were told last year, it was always this threat. I think a lot of parents feel like we're pawns in this game, that we don't know what the game is. And our children are the pawns. Our children are the ones that are losing out. Our children are the ones that are going into school yeah. and the front door is wide open. Parents went to collect kids for record league the other day, two weeks ago, and the school is wide open. So if anyone can come in, that means anyone can leave. Okay. How, how can that happen? How can a school be left wide open? And again, we yeah. were talking about this, and, and it kind of was like, actually, the school was open, so I just went in and collected my child. That's not normal. All right, look, <laughs> I ha- yeah, you've raised a number of key issues that I have to get a clarification on, Breedine, but you've shared your views with us, you've shared your concerns with us, you've spoken honestly and openly to me, so I'd like to thank you for coming on air, and we will follow up on this story, I promise you. Yeah, can I just say, Alan, we are um, protesting in front of the school tomorrow morning at nine from 9 to 10. Yeah. We really feel we need to be really, really... We did not want this to become public. Our community is a wonderful, wonderful community. You know, we were in the All-Ireland a couple of years ago, and the whole place was festooned with green and yellow. It was, it's a wonderful community, very yeah. close-knit. You know, we don't have a, a, a village. The community school is the heart of the village, or okay. of our community. This, th- we, we need people to stand up with us tomorrow and to stand up and say we need this sort. We need the Bishop or the Department of Education to come down and help us. We're, we're begging people. And, and, you know, I wouldn't be a woman to beg very easily. We, we cannot let this happen to our community. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.